everybody, it's Mike. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Mike and Tom, number 65 of this of the uh, podcast series here. And anyone listening, we have a, a few really big surprises about AIW's Absolution 7 that uh, Tom and I are going to be going to. And now that it's June 3rd, it's going to be less than a month away. So uh, that's sort of like creeping up on us as we're here in the car in the rainstorm as Tom Richards is at the van the ship here and we, uh, and Uncle Mike is here too, and, uh, we went to, uh, Chikara Source Rex 3 last night, the Trocadero in Philadelphia, um, a lot of people, I guess, watched on iPay-Per-View, so we're just gonna give that live perspective, and it was a hell of a show, one of the best live shows I've been to in all my years of going to wrestling events, there's some nitpicks, but we'll get into all that, and, uh, Tom Richards, how you doing, bud? Good, 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 I'm, uh, the day after, it's the third Chikara... Source Rex event already three years they've been doing this Chikara yeah, Source. We went to the Rex. first one. Yeah, we went. To Not the, to interrupt you. Well, last year we went to the first night because the first that's two right, years yeah. were two nights. And uh, that's no, right. actually the first that's year right. was one that's night. That's right. We did go to, but we we did go to all three of them. I'm yeah. sorry. The first night they did a double header with Dragon Gate at that, the arena. Right. Yeah. That, that was the same. That was the same show when when Danielson and Shingo Danielson yeah. came back and yeah. packed the place. Yeah. yeah. And then last year they did a double header in Reading and Philly. We went to the and Reading Uncle Mike. Show. Yeah, you were there too, Uncle buddy. Mike was there. And then this year, I pay per view, moving up in technology, Car Store Rex three, and it was a blowaway show last night. Once you uh, talk about like I guess where you were standing and I guess about the venue because. Um, you know what I mean? It was like a, a place where I guess people saw it, you know, on iPay-Per-View. It was all standing downstairs, and upstairs there was a balcony. You were kind of at, like, a front-row view. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, like, you were kind of, like, right there next to the ring, and, uh, you know, yeah. we might as well just get... I mean, if you want to like, just get into it or... The place wasn't the best, it, best for a wrestling show, but it worked out really well. Like, they had no chairs downstairs. They just had the ring set up, and it was all standing room just because of the way the building was. But that worked out really well when normally it wouldn't. And I ended up with a front row spot. I just I walked in the door when the show was starting from hanging out outside, and I just walked down to the one end. There was all these emptiness against the guardrail. Like great, so I got to stand front row for the whole show. Yeah, basically where I was, if I stuck my hand out full way, I could probably like touch the turnbuckle. You know what I mean? Because like where I was in, in that sense, you know, the the ring was like right up right up against the fans in that one part. So it was a really cool. Uh, Really cool atmosphere, and I would love Chikara to run this place again, maybe like once, twice a year. Yeah, I you don't know. know. To keep it special. I don't think it's like a venue where. I mean, I don't know the viability of the building and how much it was, but yeah. man, it made for an awesome atmosphere, and the crowd was super into it. And they had, I mean, it was a lot harder to project the crowd. Like I'm real, I'm, I'm dead on when it comes to counting people in the crowd. I would say you're probably the most intelligent when it comes to this building. Was defense. very hard to do a count. But they had about 150 seats in the balcony. There's actually a, a, a third balcony that they didn't have open. So the Trocadero is a really cool building, like the running. They had, I, I, this is a projection, it could be way off, but it seemed about 400 people there. But uh, I could be way off on that either way, but I feel pretty safe saying 400. Chikar, the Chikar group, nobody answered to that, Leonard yeah. Chikarson, but... I'd say around 400 would be a pretty good estimate. I would say no matter how many people were there, this was like a molten hot crowd, man. This is just absolutely jacked. I mean, it, it's been said before by us on this podcast, and it was said, I guess, from what Gabe had said on it, a podcast uh, with Mike Johnson, where, you know, Chikara is a new ECW, and, like, you have just, like, where everybody is just, 
so into every single thing on that show. Like, there's nothing that people probably... I mean, there might be one or two things maybe some people aren't into, but for the most part, everybody's oh, yeah. into everything. Gabe would give his left Jewish nut for a crowd this high, but he's not as good as Booker as he thinks he is, so he hasn't had a crowd like this in multiple years. But that's another subject for another day. That's podcast 65. <laughs> or 66. But yeah, molten hot crowd, man. You got to give the crowd like a hand. They were just into every storyline, every heel and face, and it was just, that makes the show that much better. Uncle Mike, what were your thoughts, I guess, just general thoughts before we just go into the, the matches? No, it's... Well, we Chikara wise, it was probably the best Chikara show I've seen live. Yeah, because you've seen all the shows this year so far, and I mean this yeah. was no, no. I, I guess explain because obviously there's a lot of uh, you know newer fans listening who may work didn't have like that that crazy little thing where you build up to a big show like that crazy thought where like you know you have like these months where you like you kind of build up and build up and build up to like these big blow-offs and no they did a real good job yeah it kind of reminded yeah they did an awesome job building to and not just like one angle everything everything yeah everything is built the right way tom this was a show where you told me like you remembered every match on the show like you didn't have to write them yeah. down like, you didn't like have to anymore check. there's indies running every week and everything and I, I'm getting old so I have to write the matches down on a goddamn piece of paper so I can remember what matches are left and what we've seen going into this I could just tell you right off the top of my head all seven matches and who was in them and even during the show I just remembered everything and that's cool because like Mike Quackenbush does a, a tremendous job booking. The best. And actually, they, the, the way they do this where, like, everything is built up over months and months. Like, this show has been building since January. So it was, like, very old school 80s where, like, all the angles all built to this. And you knew what was going on every match. You knew the angle because it's been building for months and months and months, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you follow Chikara, it's like you're rewarded for following it. <laughs> Instead yeah. of just throwing matches on paper every month. Yeah. For no rhyme or reason, or storylines like WWE or TNA insulting your intelligence and not making sense. So yeah, let's get into it. It was the uh, first match was, was the the battle of who was the most devious. I believe that was the uh, the winner earns that moniker. It was uh, Ophidian and Ultramanus Black. Uh, Manus got the pin in about I guess about twenty minute match. I think yeah, twenty the, minutes they were given. Curtain yeah. Curtain. And uh, really good. Both guys got time. Ophidian, I think, right now is getting to that next level where his gear might not be the best, and that's unfortunate where that's going to be a distraction gear, to though. some people. Yeah. He had a new mask, new tights, and uh, he got much better shape. He, he is really ripped. That night. dude has hit the gym. like That dude's like doing two-a-days at the gym, man, because he is getting in really good shape, uh, you can tell. you know, He used to just be like yeah. a flabby, skinny, pale guy, you know, white guy, and now he's like, you could fucking tell. He's, he's taking this shit legit, so... Good for him, and the ending was uh, was fun. The crowd was so into this. I mean, obviously a hot crowd throughout. You know, just didn't shut up the entire night, really. But the one thing about this, I guess, was uh, kind of, and you had something to say about it was, um, Ophidian blew the mist. Yeah, he blew the mist in the Ultra Manus Black's eyes and went for the pin. Manus kicked out it too, which was a great pop because I think everyone figured it was the finish. But my only gripe is that Manus jumped right up, no sold the miss, no sold whatever it was he used to pin him, and just took over on offense and hit his finish and pinned him, and never sold the miss or anything again, which was kind of weird. You just got this crazy mist in your eyes and tried to get pinned, and suddenly you could see perfect and sold nothing. Yeah. But that's a minor gripe. It was yeah, a great that's match. obviously, I hate to say you that. Ultra Manus went over, and the fucking Shakara crowd loves Manus. Mm -hmm. Like, no end. Yeah. 
So yeah, so this was a, a hot opener. I think a, I think maybe a good choice for the opener too because you had you know the it was a perfect heel versus face dynamic. Finn's streak continues. He has opened so many Chikara right, shows yeah. this year, man. It's like Quack's go-to guy to open a show. I, I was just gonna say I think Ophidian just your theory Ophidian's one of the guys where he, just almost every show. I don't think it's every show, but I think it's almost every show. Yeah, it hasn't been every show. He's opened the majority of them though. Yeah. So the next match was the uh, it was the Loser Leaves Town match. I think it just became a Loser Leaves Town yeah, within Loser the last week or uh, week and a half. But it was uh, Colt Cabana and Mixed Martial Archie uh, against Mr. Touchdown, who was getting in great shape and looking better every time I see him. And Dasher Hatfield, who I guess is becoming a, a favorite of ours, I guess, as of late. Or at least getting better. So old Dasher Hatfield and... The ending saw Veronica come out, basically put the baton in the middle of the ring, I guess. And if, like we said, if you've been paying attention to this feud, this feud has been building for months where Mixed Martial Archie had basically, uh, it was Archibald Peck, and he was like, a, the band geek had wanted to try to impress his woman, so he turned into this big fighter, and he came back as Archibald Peck to a huge pop, like a gigantic pop. Like, you would not believe just for a guy just come to the ring, you know, just Archibald Peck returning. Uh, you know, just within like a year of the guy debuting too, he's just so over in the company. And uh, basically, what happened was Mr. Touchdown ended up hitting him with the baton, and then you yeah, had, actually uh, they fought over oh, the baton. Oh, they fought over it. She left the baton because obviously Archie's girl had the hots for the the football player, yeah. so she came down, put the baton in between them. So like whoever got the baton and used it could have her, and they were fighting over it. And the referee took the baton oh, from Dasher. Dasher, oh, Dasher. And Dasher and the referee were trying to get the baton out of the ring when Mr. Touchdown used something else. Oh, he, oh, he used his football he used helmet. Football helmet. He got the football helmet. He knocked out Archie and pin him. But then he had Dasher pin the guy. So he had, yeah, Mr. Dasher Touchdown pin. had Dasher pin Archibald Peck and, and to get him out of Remember this spot in the match up on the top rope before all that happened Dasher and Holt and touchdown came over and pushed both, both of them off the top, off the top the before the sequence at the end came. Yeah, building up for the Dasher yeah. with touchdown. Uh -huh. yeah, obviously, they're doing a slow build where we're going to get Dasher Halffield and Mister Touchdown feud. My guess will be at the next pay per view, like six months from now. Um, you had Sugar Dunkerton, who wasn't introduced to the live crowd. I mean, unless you saw his uh, afro in the commentation booth, you didn't know that he was even there. Yeah, but he was there, there, so I guess. For those who had uh, watched the iPay-Per-View. But this match was perfect. It felt very, like, 1980s, and the crowd was so into it. Everybody was great. Everybody was great in their roles. up for six months, come to a head. And so it came off really, really, really good. So yeah, that's off the off. Yeah, Veronica leave with uh, Mr. Touchdown, so she's with him now. Archibald Peck is gone. There was a... The ending of the eye pay-per-view, I guess, had saw <laughs> Archibald Peck walking out of town, all sad. Walking out walking of town, walking past the Rocky statue. So he had left. <laughs> so he had left town. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but one again, uh, or do you want to get into it? I guess when we we'll talk. Get into, yeah, one little when, problem with this finish that we'll get back to later in the we'll, show. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it then. Yeah. The next match was uh, the ladder match with Icarus and Akuma. They've been building to this for about since November. I think it was right before the first IP review. Akuma had come back and uh, attacked Icarus, and then they had wrestled on the January show uh, in Easton. It was Icarus and Akuma. And they only wrestled like a five-minute match. I guess and it kind of ended in a disqualification and basically led up to this Akuma trial series where he wrestled uh, Chuck Taylor, 
uh, you know, Gregory Iron, all these, all these different matches to the big, uh, okay, you could get your contract if you fight your old tag team partner, and it was uh, Akuma and Icarus. It was okay. I didn't think it was as good as people were saying it was. I thought there was a lot of sloppy spots and, and some stuff. The ladder kept falling on Icarus. Yeah, every time Icarus would do a move and then a ladder, the ladder would fall over and land on him. Like, the ladder hated Icarus as much as the crowd. <laughs> it was, like, kind of comical that it kept happening to him. No, oh, I thought the crowd yelling thank you ladder. Yeah, and the crowd was popping for the ladder every time it would hit him. That was hilarious. I will say, like, as much as I didn't like this match, what, what made it good and what saved it and what made it, you know, turn it into a, a, a watchable match was the crowd being it so into both guys. Yeah, and yeah like a really like hot a CCW crowd will take crowd, an average yeah. match and turn it into a good match. Or it could take a good match and turn it into an average match, depending on how they respond. Like, as people that listen to the show know, I'm not a big fan of Icarus or Akuma. But I will say this, they busted their asses and gave yeah, everything they exactly. had. I mean, there was definitely some sloppy interchanges and whatnot, but this was the best you were going to get from them, too. And, uh, they killed each other. Yeah, they killed each other, so I don't really want to rip on them anyway. Yeah. And the match wasn't that for them. It was as good as it's going to get, so more power to them. But they're still, they're like, both Both are the same type of thing. They're like the original class, uh, students from Chikar, and they kind of just got to a level and kind of plateaued off, and they just are what they are, you know. But they're obviously loyal to the brand and loyal to Quag. I'm glad Akuma's back now and he's going to be, you know, wrestle uh, and Icar- different guys. Icarus has this goddamn heat and it's like not good heat. It's never good when the crowd chants worst in the world or please retire. <laughs> but it is what it is. I get tired of talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> they busted their ass. Yeah. Again, I don't want to be harsh on the guys like saying it was slap. I mean, there were just was some stuff. I'm just pointing out what I had seen. But, uh, you know, it was whatever. Uh, next batch was... Before the intermission break, uh, it was Batiri against uh, Sarah Del Rey and Saturine, and the ladies got the win by disqualification because Delirious had come out and, uh, I guess, attacked. Really, just really beat up both girls, man. It was that was kind of weird. Yeah, this is a lot of Delirious gimmick where he's a heel and saying he didn't fall for the uh, that whole gimmick they said where they had him. What did what'd they call that thing? The Ayatiri. The Ayatiri, that's it. Where it controlled him and stuff, and now he's like, yeah, I kind of like this. It's like Delirious going off in a different direction. But I, 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 on a side note, I think it's really fucked up that the guy that books Ring of Honor can show up on other promotions' eye-pay-per-views, and meanwhile the wrestlers themselves can't. Like, something's very wrong that Delirious was on the Chikari pay-per-view last night Why Adam Cole was yeah. in ECWA hell, you know? That's, like, not fair at all. Or why we had a, we couldn't have watched it on that PWS show on Yeah, Friday. like, we couldn't see Davey Richards and Adam Cole in the Briscoes Friday night on that god-awful PWS show. Yeah. So, well, what were your thoughts on this match? And uh, just It was good. Like, think... Once again, everybody worked their ass off. The crowd was eating it up. Saturine. Uh, Saturine, man. Is... For the short time that she's in the business, she's still green, but she's got the potential to be something really special. You know, she, she's getting the moves down, and once she gets some experience in the ring, she's going to be a really good woman's worker. I see Saturine, and it's like how I looked at Adam Cole when he was a young guy, just kind of, you know, his first year in the biz. Like, this is a personal where they're still not all together yet, but once they get everything together, they're going to yeah, be like, takes they're going to be experience. great. Like, they're going to be like, you know, top of the top of the card kind of kind of guys down the line. So and I like the fact that Quack has her working with the guys. That's only going to make her better even quicker. Yeah. She looked fantastic, I thought. Yeah. yeah. 
tell you the truth. I thought she did real, real good. She had like a dive to the outside that she was awesome. She had a lot of stuff. She yeah. had a lot of good high flying moves that so. I thought came off really, really good. So, yeah, so I hopefully. I expecting it to be that good. So hopefully, if you didn't didn't know Saturn before, now you know. And you know when you observer awards rookie of the year, man. When you look at that now, I guess that's uh, you, you're wondering like, yeah, no girls who, ever won. You ever you ever like who's a can like who's a candidate for this award? I think Saturn is uh is, now, is, a, is now a contender. Because I can't even think of any other rookies that really blow me away right now. Oh, yeah, but he's been around for a while, though. Like, I don't know, like, the, the Observer rookie thing's kind of weird. It's not true rookies, per yeah, se. Yeah, it's kind of like how Cole was, where, yeah. like, once he kind of got... So, like, ACH is the cool. type that will qualify for the Observer, even though he's been around for years down in the Texas area. That's just kind of way it works. Mm-hmm. But whatever. <laughs> so, as we head here on uh, Interstate 95, do you want to just go into the second half now? Yeah, or? might as well keep rolling. Yeah, might as well keep rolling. We still got a couple minutes left. Uh... Intermission break was uh, was fun. I got to meet we got to meet uh, Kevin Ford. So yeah. shout out to him. Great it's meeting you, buddy. Cool to see Kevin Ford from PW Pondering. Good really, guy. real good guy. So nice meeting him. He and loves uh, his Chikara. He loves his Chikara, yeah, man. Chikara, so it was. Uh, I think he was at Comic Con, and CM Punk was at Comic Con. Unfortunately, we weren't at Comic Con, but maybe one year we'll go. We did see Jeff Hardy around, walking around, or at least... Uh... It's funny, I'm going to say this, I'm not... It's funny coming from a wrestling hardcore guy, that uh, I've never really been into comic books, because, like, uh, the good guy always wins at the end. <laughs> coming from a wrestling yeah. fan, huh? It's funny. But, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Hardy wearing the WWE spinner belt, walking to the Reading Terminal Market to get some food. So that was a, a fun sight. Yeah, so, we went to Reading Terminal Market. That was really yeah. Cool. That's another Never thing. It was, it was it, the, the location of the Trocadero is real great because you could just walk around Center City, Philadelphia, and a bunch of different restaurants, bunch of different uh, you know uh, food choices. It was fun. It was a change of pace from the old arena where there's yeah definitely a, a different part of <laughs> Philly. This right. place was in then where the arena is in South Philly. Exactly. So real enjoyable uh, atmosphere. Um, Coming back from the intermission was uh, one of our favorites. It's no like a lie. Triple main event. This yeah, the triple main event. That's why I said it. And before we get into it, like I said, because um, we were talking about uh, off the air, when you book a show like seven matches is always like an ideal yeah. kind of a show. I think. I mean, I, I'm a guy where I love wrestling. So if you want to, hey, if you want to have a show where you have like like a PWS show like ours, where you just throw in 10, 12 matches and see what throws on. Hey, like give me give me all the wrestling you can. But and book four times as many guys as you <laughs> on the show. You know, give me all the wrestling you can. But as far but like I, I like it simple in a way. And having seven matches, four in the undercard and three man, you know, three three post intermission, you know, it, it was great, and it kind of kept the crowd hot all night long, and, uh, yeah, like a triple main event, it was the hair versus mask match, Tim Donst and Hollow Wicked, hell of a match by, uh, our boy Tim Donst, who had, uh, sent me an email asking when our next podcast is, yeah, Timmy Donst is gonna be back, so we're gonna get him on soon, um, because we're gonna be talking about, we're gonna be talking to him about AIW, but obviously we wanted to talk about, uh, this match, and the way I saw it was, um, I kind of wanted. I, I figured it'd be a better interview post post match than it would be pre match because I think you know uh, there's more longevity in, in the in the interview that way. But uh, yeah, your thoughts on this one, buddy? They had a good match, man. They 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 were going full blast, start to finish, and the crowd was with them every single step of the way. And they had a, a really good finish to where uh, Tim Donst used the chain and put a uh, Hollow Wicked in a choke, and he choked them out. And when when Hollow Wicked's arm dropped for the third time and Bryce called for the bell, man, 
the entire place was just like stunned yeah. that Hollowick alive. A lot of cheers. He's got, he's, yeah, there were some cheers too. So, I mean, there was definitely like a lot of pro dance people, and like, and I'm not saying this obviously because he's a, a friend of the podcast or anything like that, but he, you know, he had said going into this, you know, this match that it was one of the biggest matches of his career, and he worked his ass off. And kudos to all wicked too. I don't mean to leave him out of it because I thought he looked great as well. Yeah, both guys are tremendous. Tim Dance is getting to a level where he's so good at everything he does between promos and ring work, the whole shebang. He's become a whole package. The whole shebang. No, he's not Johnny Gargano. Mike, but he's become a whole. Mike, package. was you know what I was saying? But like the way that the way that he just conducts himself nowadays, like his oh, facials, Dons the way that he, the way that he adlibs things, just yelling to the crowd, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, he, he's so good working with the crowd, too, it's, Even, uh, the ring announcement, he's very, very good, yeah. like, everything, like, he's at a new level right now. Yeah. So, I would to, really, I would really like to see Tim Don stand up in a few with Eddie Kingston for the title. Yeah. I think they'd it's have some awesome promos and matches. Probably and there was a good story with that too because when Dons was the rookie, yes, exactly, they can go back to when Dons was the rookie and Eddie Kingston beat the living hell out of him. So that match was good. It was. That was what put Dons on the map. Yeah, that yeah. was real good. I remember that back. So you basically had Tim Dons get the win as uh, my phone rings. As Tom Richards' phone rings, man, that's Tim Dons right now. <laughs> yeah. He wants. He wants. That, he wants that goddamn. I know. I obviously would. Oh, it's not Tim Dons. It's crazy Joe Pardini. Uh, <laughs> when's that dude gonna come back on the Mike and Time show? Not soon enough, or I don't know. You decide. Hey, you never know. You know <laughs> yeah. Going to 2CW in a few weeks. Maybe I'll do an in the car with Joe yeah. Pardini to way home if we get him to go or Uncle Mike. Never know. Yeah. Or maybe I'll need to go. Show. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so you had Dunst uh, get the win. Get the chair in the ring, starting to untie Hollywood's mask. And all of a sudden, Bryce kind of looks out of the, the corner of his eye. Chain. He sees the chain. Actually, it was the tape around his wrist. What? Oh, that, that's right. Yeah, it was. It was. It was like a green. It was green. It was like. Yeah, it was like a green. Yeah. So he saw that. I guess talked to whoever he talked to, and then they had the decision. Uh, decision reversed, and they restarted the match with Hollywood getting a kick. Followed by, uh, I think he hit him. What do we? He put him in the Chikara special, I think, and made him tap. And uh, he put him in. Yeah, I don't. Well, that was correct. Correct. Or, well, yeah, he went, some submission. There I, I apologize special because the ten man. That's right. Yeah, special. I apologize. There's people freaking out right he now. Him, I got he that hit him with immediately. He hit him with a, with yeah, a, a boot to the face. Yeah, and then hit him with whatever you use the pin. Yeah, him. whatever. That's submission. I, I think it was a submission. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. It was a quick finish, right? Boot to the face finish, which was perfect. So then you had that, and then he. Brought the chair back in. You had the what was it like a bring out the Clippers chant or get the Clippers yeah, chant? Yeah, the Clippers. But uh, here's here, here's my only problem with the pay per view. Let's sit down under the learning tree here for a couple. Minutes. As we drive under the uh, the double decker bridge, <laughs> is uh, this finish was perfect and great. I have no issue with the finish at all. It was played perfect by both guys. The crowd ate it up. Yeah. But here's the thing: if you're gonna do a screw job finish and then have the referee restart the match and uh, go to the face winning, then underneath on the undercard, you can't do no screw job finishes where the ref doesn't restart the match or it doesn't make any sense. And in the loser leaves town match, tag match with Archibald Peck, they had Mr. Touchdown use his football helmet to knock out Archibald and uh, dash your half field pin him. Now, 
if you're going to do to restart the match a couple matches later, shouldn't have Bryce Remsfield, the senior official who's in the building Westbrook. watching the show, restart that match when a man's career's on the line? Yeah, it's a little slip up by Quack. Quack's usually good with that type of shit. That's like the type of stuff. If WWE did that or TNA, people would be all over because it is a booking rule. If you're going to use that in one of your main matches, then you can't do screw jobs underneath. It's just kind of like an unwritten booking rule that they did kind of violate tonight. But even that's still minor. Whatever. Most people wouldn't even notice. No, I agree with you because of the career. Because of the yeah, loser leaves. But the fact that it was career on the line, if you're going to reverse a, a heel victory and restart the match, then you can't do that finish in the career match earlier in the show. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, besides that, obviously, it was a great match. Everybody worked their asses off, and it was... Uh, it, it lived up, you know, to the hype I had given it, I think so. At least, yeah, you know, the match it was great, and the finish was great. Minus the little hookup in... Uh, finishes at the end, it all came off good, so, uh, next, I guess, was the second, uh, second of the three main events, was the, ten uh, man the ten-man tag, it was, um, the, the, the Gakito against the, uh, with, with Derek Sabato, yeah, I was just gonna by say, the way, with Derek Sabato, Derek Derek Sabato. Sabato. was like, the leader of the Gakito or something, you yeah. know, wearing a suit, all dressed up. Which I guess that kind of works because he's always been like feuding with Shakar. He was in the he was, like, in the ref, he was a BDK. Yeah. So it kind of works long time long time storylines that Sabato still trying to take down Shakar. Here's that Philly yeah. Live, by the way, as we drive yeah. by the uh, the old Spectrum, and now it's this. Now it's just like club. <laughs> yeah, it's like a beer mall is what yeah. people described it as. It's like basically you walk in and they're like all like there's like five six bars, basically yeah. uh, like this, hey, here, right here. here like. Yeah, it's like Xfinity Light. They knocked yeah, out right the where spectrum. the Rocky statue used to be to go yeah. into the spectrum. No, I never saw this. It's and they like put it right here. Which is great because, I mean, it's been up for since, Street Bullies since right before the Flyers were in the playoffs. Because, like, it was open for the pl- Flyers playoffs, playoff run. As, unfortunately, brief as that was. As the Los Angeles Kings are up 2 nothing with a goal scored by Jeff Carter, former Philadelphia Flyer. But anyway, 10-man tag. It was a great brawl. I thought um, everybody worked their asses off. Uh, Green Ant did the new jack where he dove off the balcony. That was awesome. And like a absolute gigantic pot, man. I, I don't know if, how that translated on uh, on the on the eye pay per view or anything like that. But I mean, that was just like a, a huge pot for that. And he also had uh, and if that didn't top it, you had Soldier Ant do the uh, the ant hill, a super ant hill actually, because it was like a yeah. double. It was like a double ant hill. Where, where he just dove out, yeah, he dove off, the, it was basically, was he dove finish. off the top, and that was the finish. Yeah, by the way, um, he uh, didn't mention, I guess, if you didn't see the pay-per-view or, or whatever, uh, Fire Ant was originally in the match, was taken out in the pre-show, we didn't see this, because um, it happened on the, uh, before the show began, where Fire Ant was taken out, and Quack had taken the place of Quack. That was, was a nice man. touch, Matt Quack and Bush put himself in the match, it makes sense, here are these guys trying to take over his promotion and rip it apart from yeah. within. It makes sense in the storyline, and this match was fucking great, just wild and crazy. There was non-stop action this match with ten guys all over the place, in the ring, in the crowd, ringside. Like, this is one of the matches I want to watch again just because I think I missed more than I seen because there was so much going on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, I'm, you know, and the DVD's already available, so, I mean, it's not <laughs> like it's going to be too, too long to watch it again, you know, so. Um, that was the match. Anything else to say about this one, Mike, before we get into the main event? <coughs> uh, anything, uh, 
Just general. Uh, everybody looked good. Everybody looked good. I was going to say, just, you know. Uh, and like they're trying much. to figure out these guy Kato guys. I have two figured out, and I haven't figured out the other three yet. Not that I'm going to say who I think they are. They're yeah. here. Obviously. You know, that's for you to figure out on your own. Yeah. But I have two figured out. The other three, I'm still working. I will they're say. I will yeah, say. they've all been tremendous workers. Though. I will say it's not my business to say who it is, yeah. but uh, the one guy I could tell by seeing them live. We're not going to break hay phase. Yeah, by, <laughs> by seeing the one guy live, I can tell who it is, and he's a great guy, and I've been really really uh pushing for him to get more bookings on you yeah know, the these two bigger we know these. i'm happy they're in so so we'll say that um I can't wait to see or at least what, what we think like anyway once, it could be could be reckless youth for all we know, no. <laughs> I, don't know I don't know who shard is they got this guy covered head to toe so we can't no not the uh, 17 you know, oh yeah 17 is pretty easy to figure out well, you guys gotta admit no these guys are solid they're 17 yeah, I was gonna say, what the fuck are you yeah, talking about shard's the easy one to figure out 17 they have covered head to toe, so there's no way you can really figure them out, you mm -hmm. know? So I'm really interested to see who that turns out to be. Yeah. I you want to see once no, this no, no, you know, gets done with what, like, once this breaks off, this Kakito, whatever, yeah. they're all great workers. Yeah. They're all yeah. great. They're all really good. And exactly. um, everybody just looked like a million bucks. They were, Soldier Ant's mask was uh, halfway off, so there was there was all <laughs> three quarters of the way off. Yeah, I was gonna say it was a little bit more. And yeah, I don't think they realized. I don't yeah, know so if, if you uh, they were Soldier Ant. Just check out the stream and you'll have your question I think it's answered. I, it's one of the worst kept secrets in, in indie DVD, wrestling. But again, it's not know, our not us not for know. us to say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the main event, Fist against the Young Bucks. This was great. Young Bucks Fist Young was the Bucks. chant. Throughout Young the Bucks entire uh, bad match. matches, you Young know? Bucks are awesome. I shook both their hands before the. They shook your before, hands. Yeah, yeah, I shook both yeah. their hands. And Greg Iron too. I shook Greg Iron's hand as well. <laughs> all great guys. It was really nice meeting all those That's guys. Cool. And I didn't know the that. Young Bucks knew me because I, I had bought a shirt off him a few weeks before, and I was training emails on my Twitter. And I That's said cool. I'm Mike from Philly, and they knew me because they're like, oh yeah, rocker shirt. So yeah. uh, <laughs> they knew me. So I guess I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, hell of a nice guys, and oh by the way, your new tag team champions are Campiones yes. de Parejas. Young Bucks won two falls to one. And uh, they're not going to be in Ring of Honor for the summer, so it's like, hey, Ring of Honor's last is uh, a yeah, Ring of Honor game. Yeah, figure out how to book the Young Bucks, man. Go figure. I think or you can't afford the book. No, no, the flight to California. I I think that's a tag team that's worth a flight to California, but but that's just me. Well, you're flying and then you use them like shit anyway, so it becomes a waste of fucking money when you're flying in TJ Perkins from fucking California and then just making them. They turn that Wendy's into a Popeyes. I'm so happy. Too bad the ECW arena's gone, so I'm never here anymore. Jesus, if the ECW arena was still here, there's a Popeyes. Two blocks away. <laughs> oh, <no>, goddammit! <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> too little, too late, them fuckers. <laughs> You want to take a break real quick, and we'll talk about this match. And yeah, uh, yeah we will uh, get into this match. We got to take a break real quick while we uh, go and uh, stop and eat. And uh, talk to you in a second. Alrighty, we're back, and uh, we were just getting to the main event with the Young Bucks against Fist, and time your thoughts on that. That was a great match. I think we already, didn't we already cover the main event? It was a great uh, match. Uh, 
Best match on the show. We, we just basically said the Young Bucks won the titles. Yeah, it was really good. Crowd was super hot, like they were for everything. Actually, they were actually dead for the first fall because the crowd was so into the five man that when that ended the crowd, it took them a little while to get into the tag title match. But then once they got into it, they were into it, and it was good. And the Young Bucks won the belts, which I don't think a lot of people saw coming. Yeah. So that was a cool finish. Like we were saying, the Young Bucks were, uh, you know, basically Ring of Honor, obviously not a Ring of Honor now, so they're going to be in uh, Jakarta. I think the throwbacks have three points, so we'll have the throwbacks against the Young Bucks at some point. And maybe they'll have 3.0 against the, the Young Bucks as well. That really hasn't been done, or at least hasn't been done on a... I don't know. Not that I can recall, anyway. So, some different. Yeah, that'll be different. 3.0 and the Young Bucks will be a fun title defense if they do that, because I don't know if them guys have ever worked. Totally different style. Should make for an interesting match. And, uh... That's the show, I guess, with the Shakara anyway, so... Yeah, great pay-per-view. Mostly faces going over up and down the show. Tremendous. If you haven't seen it, go out and get it. Probably the best eye pay-per-view this year. So far. I don't know if it was the best eye pay-per-view this year, but it's definitely... It's uh, definitely up there. Like, off the top of my head, I really can't think of Well, I mean, like, the, there's Dragon Gate Drag shows, too, obviously. But, I mean, as far as, like, Chikara shows, I think it's, it's probably, it was one of the most enjoyable live shows I've been to. I can't think of any Dragon shows that Dragon Gate shows that were better. The January show was really good. There but was neither WrestleMania weekend show was as good as this. Evolve 13 was really good, but when you only have 12 people in the crowd, it's tough yeah, to match right? a hot molten crowd for a show. Yeah, know? right. Like a lack of crowd. Imagine if that Evolve show had this kind of crowd. It, it, you'd be talking about those Evolve shows in North Carolina, but and best of the best was tremendous. But the sound on the paper was kind of fucked up, so you couldn't really hear yeah. the crowd. So. I think I feel safe saying this was the best I pay review to share, and I'm not and like Chikar is not my favorite promotion or anything, but they brought it home yesterday. So that's the Chikar show. I thought it was one of the best live shows I've been to, so really enjoyed it a lot. And uh, got the DVD; it's gonna be available, I guess, already like what, like the Monday after. So they're trying to get it out and get as many people to watch, and, and good for them. I'm I'm happy for uh, for all of what Chikar is doing. And, uh, you know, getting more popular. So, so good for them. Uh, what else were we going to talk about? What did you watch this week? We watched C4 Wrestling out of Ottawa, Canada. Tremendous, great shit, man. If you haven't, if you haven't seen C4 yet, uh, do yourself a favor and go out and get it. I mean, you're going to have to probably do a lot to get their DVDs because it isn't real easy to get but man if you can get them they're tremendous and hopefully they really get on the ball with getting this shit out there because they deserve to get their name out there and get people seeing their shows because they're putting on a great tremendous product well we watched uh, the April show Triumph from Ottawa on uh was it Sunday night or Tuesday night or something get over and it was really really good Mike what do you what do you think because you watched these uh shows and you really like the C4 guys. C4 was real good. Now what were you saying about like everybody in Canada just like everybody in Canada knows how they like they know how to work. This is what I yeah. You watch when you see students coming up from like Jakar nothing against like Jakar or CCW these kids don't react to nothing. They do their they do the match they don't React at all to like you know like if the fans are shitting on you, they don't, they don't play the crowd. Yeah, they, well, these play Canadians, the they just they come out and they basically hold the crowd in the palm of their hands. And they're and I'm not saying they're 
like these all-star great workers. Yeah. They just, it's like weird how they're trained or whatever. I really don't know how to explain it. There was that even that guy Pee Wee. Remember Pee Wee, Tom? Last year he was on a couple Ring of Honor shows. No. Really hell of a worker. And like he was like a guy from like up in Canada. I don't, I don't know. And uh, like he was a guy where like he just worked so Not well Twiggy. with the crowds. No, his name was Pee Wee. Was his name. Yeah, so all, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but he, um, I know there's, he, he was only on like a couple uh, Ring of Honor shows, uh, I think it was like 2010 or 2011, but he was uh, a, a really talented guy who just worked so well with the crowd, so I, was, I didn't know if he was on this show, but I guess what are your just general thoughts, we don't have the, we're in the car, so we don't have the line up in front of us or anything like that, but just basically general thoughts on this show and, uh, and, uh, Whatever you know, I, I didn't see it. I, I bought it, but I didn't see it, so that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but. the uh, the C four, they uh they have a really hot crowd. They run the same building, I guess, most of their shows in Ottawa. Eddie Kingston was there. Speedball Mike Bailey's a guy that's going to break out. He's year. in the Young Lions Cup. Good, uh, good. He yeah. deserves to be. He's really good. There was a guy. Uh, shit, I'm trying to that tell Psycho Mike Rollins. Psycho Mike Rollins is really good. He's going to break out. Uh, Beef Wellington retired on this show and he had a match with Shane Hawk. Fucking Shane Hawk's one of them guys deserves so much more than he gets. Like, he's super talented. I wish he'd get a lot more bookings. And my boy Frankie the Mobster was on this show. Speaking of guys, like, Frankie the Mobster is so goddamn good. And why he's not booked all over the place, it's just really a crying shame. Because from look to promos to in-ring work, that fucker gets it done. And, uh, Tomasino's on this show working as the mask. Darko, he does both gimmicks Darko. now. Uh, he's really improved over the years. I've always been surprised he hasn't got signed by WWE because he's totally got their size and look. Yeah, but didn't he? He was supposed to sign at one point, but I guess it didn't happen or did. And he, I don't know what the deal is, but he's obviously not there. Oh, Lionel Knight and Bishop. Yeah, Checkmate, they're there. A, a lot of the good Canadians that used to be in IWS and UWA Hardcore, a lot of them are there now, you know. And the Canadian scene's really good. It's a shame you don't get to see more of it down here in the States. Lots of good workers, and I just wish there was a promotion. Hopefully this will be the one that breaks out so we can see these guys down here more often because they all deserve so much more than they get, you know. So hopefully C4 breaks out big and you can get their DVDs easy and be good for everybody. They might be coming back too, right? I don't know what's up with them because they reopened the Facebook and Twitter and the website. I hope they do. I'd like to see them come back. I don't know if it's just for nostalgia or what the plan is. What was the building like? Like, it was like a... That, they they use a smaller ring, I think. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if it's in the basement of somewhere or something, but they use like a training ring. But like, you don't even notice. It's the crowd's so yeah. into it and everything. That's what Shakara ran yeah, there for their okay, second night on their Canada double shot in, uh, was that April? March. March. March, yeah. It was the second day where Brody Lee fought Eddie Kingston. It's a nice that place. Yeah, it's fine. It looks it cool. Works. Yeah. I, the Canadian I mean, from crowds. What I had seen, the one, the Canadian good. crowds are always so much better than the American crowds because they're so into everything. And they deserve a mention every time the Canadian yeah. crowds roll. Even WWE goes to Canada and shit. The Canadians are fucking awesome. Yeah, because I will honestly say they're not like asshole American fans. Right? Like, I gotta get my I mean, passport if they, if they so they I can go back to you, Canadian There's a shows. reason why you're getting shit on up there. It's not like they don't go out of their way just to go to a show and shit on everything. Mm -hmm. So, 
So yeah, I still haven't seen it because I'm still waiting on seeing shows that happened before it to see this one, and I'm. It's like the way that I guess it, it worked. I'll be getting those in a few weeks. So oh, what's his um, on Hopefully, too? my uh, order Manning. comes. Was it Manning? Oh no, I'm fucking up. What the fuck is that dude's name? Who's the one that comes out dressed like the Mountie? Wasn't that? Well, he comes up dressed as a Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah. Jacques Rougeau? No, no. It sucks because no. there's a guy on the show I can't think of, and coming up, he's going to debut on the ISW show. On, I'm going to look it up here. Hopefully, the, uh, uh, it's not too distracting on my phone. Up on June 15th. I can't think of his name. That sucks. Because he nah, really see, impressed me. I never seen him before. Well, hold on a second there, cowboy. We'll figure it out. In the meantime, uh,. What else did you watch? It was C4 and well, there's something else that you guys Prime. Were, what? Prime Wrestling. Yeah, Prime Wrestling. If you haven't checked it out on Sports Time Ohio. Speaking of Greg, yeah, Greg Iron, we saw yesterday. We were talking about it. put it on YouTube every Tuesday. So you can just go to YouTube and look up Prime Wrestling based out of Cleveland, Ohio. You wanna, the you old pro wrestling. You Plymouth Ohio. And uh, tremendous stuff. They've been booking really good. This week on TV, Jimmy Jacobs won the Prime World title from Matt Cross as they've been building up a Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, Johnny Gargano feud, yeah. which is uh, going really good. Really good booking, and like we said, Joe Dombrowski and Aaron McGuire, the, 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 announcing, the two announcers, probably the best duo in the business right now. They work so well together, and really worth checking out. Just really good indie TV, a one-hour weekly television show. And it's on YouTube. It. Yeah, on so YouTube. So if you don't get wrestling, I think you'll dig it. And shout-out to Aaron McGuire, too. We'll be seeing him again in a month for AIW. And uh, before we, we get to our big results here of uh, or ac- I'm sorry, our big announcements for AIW I'm trying to find the C4 guys Let's see, C4 Trump official results Checkmate retained against the after party Yeah, yeah. the after party They were alright, first time I seen them Oh, no, but- we saw that chubby one on something else <laughs> I was gonna No, say- he's a good worker, yeah. he's a real good guy a Good worker, I thought he was real good Tyson Dukes against Pin Psycho Mike Rollins. Yeah, uh, Tyson Dukes oh, has been around forever. Here's, pretty good. here's the guy, Tom, you're, you're going to think of here. Bucks Belmar. Yeah. yeah. Bucks Belmar, man. Here's a kid. He really impressed me. Really cool. And uh, he's going to be on the ISW show in Ottawa June 15th. So uh, good for him getting yeah, out more skates. He has a cool, almost like a Jeff Hardy type look to him in a way. And uh, he was impressive. I liked him. Yeah, he was real good, I thought. The Authority... Again, Scotty O'Shea, Brent B, and Jay Rukin. That was a real good six, man. I guess the authority is with uh, Stu Grayson, Stupefied as the major uh, heel group in the promotion. Yeah. As Stupefied is the champion. He's uh, Stu Grayson. Yeah, Stu Grayson. That's what he said. The Emperor, Stu Grayson. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's like his group, the authority. How is uh, MVP, Michael Von Payton? He's good. He's been around a long time. He's a solid worker. Against Raheem Ali. They had a really good match. That Ali was really good too. They had the crowd. They worked the crowd really well. And the crowd was eating that match up, so uh, good for them. So that was the C4 show. And uh, I'm trying to think. I still haven't watched it. I apologize. I didn't have anything to add to it. But I watched my shows in order. And unfortunately, I got this show before I got like shows that were uh, ahead of this one. So I kind of watched it. But I'm glad that you guys watched. And I guess going forward, uh, we'll have all the different uh, reviews of all these C4 shows. Because we got. A whole bunch coming, or I do anyway. You're just, you know, I watch and you just look at the CD cases. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, uh, we'll watch them. Yeah. Well, we watched. I watched alone. I watched the third Resistance Pro show, and uh, it was an improvement over the first two shows. 
where this show did a lot more in establishing different characters, and they got something special with Sugar Dunkerton and Aaron Epic as a as a, a convict tag team being led to the ring by the warden, and uh, the the, the uh, Dr. Keith Lipinski and uh, Supernova Mike Bucci improved on commentary. They weren't talking over in ring promos and whatnot, and uh, still got its issues. But it seems like Resistance Pro is getting better, but. They still got a long way to go. <laughs> That's all I say about them. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us to AIW. AIW. And Absolution 7 is in about one month coming up in Cleveland, Ohio. We're going to be there live. It's going to be awesome. We're really, really, Cleveland. really looking forward to it. And uh, Uncle Mike, unfortunately, you're not going to be there, but uh, maybe the next time around. I would have been. Fourth of July weekend. I would have been going. Cleveland, Ohio. It's right it's away. weird because Fourth of July. It's not Fourth of July weekend. It's like in the middle of the week. So like this is like oh, yeah, technically technically Sunday, like yeah. this is like the Fourth of July weekend. Even though the Fourth of July isn't until a couple By days time we later. Get home, it's gonna be Fourth of July. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. So it's gonna make for a long fucking weekend. The days off of work, which I'm always. I happy. got off. I'm happy I got off at least that that uh, Monday and Tuesday, and then Wednesday. It's obviously it got off because yeah. it's the holiday. So. Be a nice little summer vacation to uh, an indie show, and what a hell of a show we got going on in Absolution Four! And before we uh, get into the match announcements, obviously a huge thank you to Chandler Biggins who let me announce these matches because uh, we're coming in and we're just so excited and just so uh, just so just ready for like just a lot to see like all these guys live because we've been really digging AIW uh, for over a year now. I think since like that TPI, that first Todd Pettengill Invitational that they had with the whole. Uh, you know, just breaking out, like, their, the routine of having the live commentary, where they said, you know, hey, let's, let's switch up, let's, let's try beg ourselves, uh, like, let's yeah, present it to a DVD. video took over. I'm sure it's, I'm sure having that live commentary was fun if you're there live, but it's awful if you're there on, if, if you're I on DVD. It. Even if you're there live, some, some, no, I, I, I never, I've never liked it live. Oh, me neither. Live commentary. Oh, live commentary no. over the house, Mike. Never liked it. So they switched doing that last year, and since then, AIW has been one of one of the top promotions in the yeah. entire uh, United yeah, States. Pounding out awesome, really show awesome, awesome show after show. awesome show. Between Even with them. chess flex around and the shows are still great. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you got Absolution Severn coming up on July 1st. Yes. and um, They announced the main event. is Eric Ryan defending the AIW heavyweight title against Johnny Gargano. And who's the third guy? I forgot now. I forget. It's a three-way. Johnny oh, Gargano. A- is it ACH? No. Yeah, no, I mean, Eric Ryan. No, it's not. Yeah, I don't even know. If, I I actually looked to see what the match was. We'll, we'll find. We'll we'll uh, we'll figure it out. It's a three way for the ah oh, Tim Donst. Yeah, I was gonna Tim say, Donst, right? Eric Ryan, and Johnny Gargano for the world title. This is the main event, the Absolution Seven. The one thing I will say about AIW is that they update their Facebook and Twitter very regularly, and I appreciate that. But their their website, they don't update yeah. their website. I went on their website, and they still have the. Yeah. Uh, they had the, the JT Lightning stuff up, so that's why I didn't know what the match was yeah. again. Because it's like I usually just check the website. But yeah, uh, Eric Ryan, who won the world title by winning the JT Lightning Memorial Tournament, defends against Tim Donst and Johnny Gargano in a three-way. That's the main event. Because it was been for announced. the title, yeah. That, yeah. That show. Uh, Shima Zion was. Uh, it was what was it going to be? Shima Zion against Johnny Gargano, I think. And yeah, I think Zion this and, and, and nothing against uh, Shima Zion, but I think we got a better matchup. So yeah. I'm 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 happy about that, and uh, well, you could check the tw- you could check the Twitter, you could check the Facebook, and each you can maybe check the website. But 
You're going to hear this first, folks. Because coming up at Absolution 7, Tom... We get the break news on the next two matches being announced um, exclusively right here on the podcast I, right now. And I, feel, and I feel really bad that I have to announce this first match because there's uh, some, some bad to say about it along with the two. Uh, poor Matt Fitchett. He heard himself. He's going to be out for a while. And I'll, all our best to Matt Fitchett if he's listening to this or anybody you know knows Matt Fitchett or what, sees Matt Fitchett on... Uh, Deities knows he's a hungry young yeah, guy yeah. in wrestling right now. Matt that's, Fitch, it's that's a tough big break. Star in this business, and it was originally announced the Briscoe brothers were going to take on Matt Fitch and Davey Vega, which really had me excited to see the Briscoes take on two of the young kids that are really rising fast in this business. Unfortunately, Matt Fitch got hurt, and they're not going to be there, so the match has been changed. So, taking on the Briscoe brothers is going to be at a, at Oak Solution Seven. It's going to be another brother tag team. It's going to be Dave and Jake Crist taking on the Briscoe Brothers. That's right, the Irish Airborne. One-on-one with the Briscoes at Absolution 7. That's going to be a fucking hell of a match. And let me let, let me talk about when, when this match was announced, or when this match uh, when Chandler uh, had emailed me this match, I said, God damn, that's going to be a hell of a match. Because I had wrote on Twitter how I wanted either you and Biggins to wrestle the Briscoes. Thank or you didn't pick us. Or, uh, or, I was thinking like another, or I was thinking like another brother tag team. And that's the uh, the Irish Airborne. Lo and behold, it was the Irish Airborne. Yeah. And Irish Airborne and the Briscoes were both in Ring of Honor. I think it was like around 2006, I believe. Yeah, it's when, been a long uh, time since they When the Briscoes kind of came back to Ring of Honor and the Airborne were like that, uh, that, that uh, the undercard tag team at that, that they would use in different and matches. They were still young at the time. Yeah. So now these are, you know, I, everybody knows how excited I, I like the Irish Airborne and, and how much they've improved. And seeing them against the Briscoes, I think it's going to be a hell of a match. So it should have been booked elsewhere so long before. So it's great it's finally happening. I was going to say, now. this is a match you, you don't see too often. Obviously with, with uh, contracts and stuff like that, Ring of Honor, you know. And even for whichever reason, Gabe doesn't use the Irish Airborne and, or anything uh, like that. So it's kind of like you don't even see the Irish Airborne in a lot of these bigger indies. And it, it's a shame, but... We're going to see him against the Briscoes, one-on-one. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a tag team match, so it's not one-on-one. But one-on-one is uh, the next match we're going to be announcing, too. And, yeah, I guess that's announcement number two. And when I was announced, or when I was emailed this match, when I, was, I, was, I think I was talking to you, and I couldn't even, like, contain my excitement time. I, I had a... I had to break a tea. I was going to yeah. break a tea on the podcast, but I'm thinking if I'm going to be around you all weekend and we're going to be recording this podcast Sunday, that's a lot of time I'd be around you, you know, holding this in. And I couldn't hold it in any longer. One of your favorite wrestlers, or one of my favorite wrestlers, I should say, against one of your favorite wrestlers, because making his debut for AIW, he said there was going to be Ring of Honor talent debut in the company. Well, there is. Because the man that I've interviewed with Alan a couple times, uh, one of the best, one of the best young guys in the game today, Adam Cole is going to be debuting in AIW, and who is Adam Cole going to be taking on? One-on-one. One-on-one. A-C-H. Against A-C-H. I was trying to do it like like a Paul Heyman. Like a Paul Heyman. So Adam Cole versus A-C-H at Absolution 7. God Damn, that that's a match when I when I, when I was when both. he emailed me that yeah both announced both he, originally it was gonna be this match and then Matt Fitch got hurt and I was I, I got told the tag team match too but when I when I was told this match like I I, I I like I couldn't like help myself but smile as soon as I just read the email like I had like a glowing face as soon as I saw this because it's gonna be unbelievable to see these two guys wrestle each other you know ACH is so athletic and and Adam Cole is just uh, getting better. You know, every you know, just so, so uh, just becoming really great now. It, 
I think he's probably gonna be a, a little older than uh, than Cole was. So I don't know if he's gonna be like the veteran of the match or like that. But it's basically two of the two of the best guys in the Indies right now, one on one. You're gonna see it at Absolution Seven. You can buy the DVD at SmartMark Video or AIWrestling.com because it's not a pay per view. Uh, July first. July first. Yeah. Cleveland, Ohio. If you can get to Cleveland on July first, this will be one of the biggest summer shows of the year in wrestling. Do yourself a favor. If you don't listen to me too often, this is what time to be listening. Get there. If you can, the DVD will be available in SmartMark Video and AIWWrestling.com when they update their site sometime this year. You know? <laughs> you have good fi- stuff to check out. You have $15 because if you have $15, you should have bought the Chikara pay-per-view last night. But if you have another $15, you need to pick up the DVD of Absolution 7 when it comes out. If you want to give... If you're one of these guys who wants to give a new promotion a shot, you know, don't really know who we're talking about, but you listen to this podcast and you just like listening about indie wrestling, and you want to maybe try something different, you watch your Ring of Honor, you watch your PWG, and there's nothing wrong with any of those, but you want to maybe try a promotion with different guys, uh, with a lot of young guys, I mean, a lot of the guys we just read down, the two match announcements, they're more familiar names, but there are a lot of talent in the undercard too, you know, you got your Davey Vega, and you got your uh, Bobby Beverly. And you got your Eric Ryan. You know what I mean? You have, like, a lot of these guys where it, they're, they're in AIW and they're just hell of a talent. And uh, I think they're worth worth seeing if you can. And once you buy your AIW Absolution 7 DVD, you should make a copy and send it to Gabe so he can find out about ACH and Matt Fitchett and Davey Vega and Irish Airborne. Because God forbid if you fucking tweet him and tell him about any of these guys, he apparently won't book them. Yeah. You got to respect the biz. Can, can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, why are you talking about here? that? Yeah. Like, I haven't said nothing on Twitter about Gabe's rant last week. We went off about people tweeting him about booking Aaron Epic on the Evolve Florida shows. It's like, I don't know. I, I think if somebody's really talented and deserves to get ahead in this business, whether it's fans tweeting him or whatever, just that you found out about this guy and you're going to book the guy and he's going to help improve your show and make it better, it shouldn't matter how you found out about the guy. It's not our fault that Gabe Sapolsky's too lazy to watch DVDs of other promotions. You know, it only takes other wrestlers' words for it. Like, Aaron Epic is more talented than half the fucking guys he's using on the Evolve Undercard that's drawn 15 people in North Carolina. You know, so whatever. I think, I, I, here's what I think. Gabe needs to stop publicly talking for his companies because he can't do it. He oh, he's is, awful. He is horrible. He, he is hurting his companies. He needs to hire someone else to be the public relations person for his companies. You know, and his booking ain't even good enough anymore to justify it. You know, one time he was such a good booker, all right, you justify his shortcomings. Well, lately, you tell me all the great storylines and angles going on in Evolve and Dragon Gate this year. Exactly. Why don't we talk about like all the all these angles? Why don't we talk about the uh, the 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 scene? Is that an angle? I guess. Yeah. Like he won't book Aaron fucking Epic, but he'll have collab, collab Conley on every fucking show, right? Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Dallas. nothing against Clap Conley. Maybe you're the nicest fucking dude in the world, you know? But there's a lot of people that deserve spots on these WWN Live I pay-per-views over him. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like Aaron Epic. Aaron Epic shouldn't have to have his friends tweet Gabe to get booked. Gabe coming to Florida should know who Aaron Epic is and be one of the first people he calls to book on his shows. You know, so I think it's pretty fucked up that Gabe's going off on indie guys about show respect to the business. You know, and then he goes on the goddamn Figure Four website and does this goddamn podcast about ripping on people for for pirating shows and whatnot. Mister Jewish fucking cheapskate himself. You know, that just get Gabe really pisses me off. 
And, yeah. and I like his shows, don't get me wrong. But, man... I don't like the person. No. And it's becoming a problem where, like... If, if you're even losing the most hardcore fans like us, then it's like, man, you really gotta, you know, think about... Where you're, where's your company gonna be in five years if you're only drawing 20 people now and no one likes you? It's like, are you gonna be getting any more popular? Because it's this business seems like it's only on a decline. Like, it's only losing people watching it more than it's gaining people watching it, so... And you kind of want to gain people to watch if it. Gabe's listen to this or anyone hardcore Gabe defenders, all I got to say is here is the truth. Gabe has never booked a viable promotion in his life. As much as I loved Ring of Honor's The Next Guy, they never made a dollar. And if you think Evolve's making a dollar, you're dead wrong. That's Evolve is a, is a disaster in every way. You know, they're losing money left and right. They, they, they got... Like, all these new concepts they've tried and evolved have not worked. Like, the goddamn goofy, generic music that Gabe just will not let go. I guess he missed a history lesson from Paul Lee about how important entrance music is to guys' gimmicks, you know? Maybe he should call Paul Lee up again and ask him about that, since that's, like, his, you know, God. Mentor. Mentor, if you will, you know? But it is what it is, you know? And I, and I, like, I like the shows, but I don't know, man. Gabe the person has really been on my bad side lately. <laughs> and someday they'll get caught up on DVDs. I guess that's wishful thinking. Yeah, we'll get that Jeff Peterson 2011 cup out by the time uh, by the time my son graduates college or whenever. I don't even have a son yet. I know, I was going to say, I don't even have a kid yet, let alone he's going to be graduating college. So it'll be out uh, eventually. Um, but yeah, so Adam Cole and ACH... The Briscoes against the Irish Airborne, July 1st, Cleveland, AIW. Ohio, AIW Absolution 7, at AIWrestling.com on Twitter. Please follow them, um, Absolute, Absolute Intense Wrestling on Facebook. Just do a, a Facebook search and you'll find them. Please, please, we're not just saying this because these guys are our friends. We're, we're saying this because we were fans of these guys, who beca- and then, and then yeah. they, be- they became our friends. To their credit, they're we, going out and finding we, the young guys looking to break these out. Are the, giving them a stage to break now, out on. Now, now we go ahead and we talk, not to talk, talk over everybody, yeah. but, but we were, uh, you know, we talk about this thing with Gabe where he won't listen to fans. These guys do listen to fans. These guys did yeah. bring an ACH. Not only did they fucking bring an ACH, they had him, when UHA Nation went down, yeah. they had him take AR Fox's place. Yeah. No fucking, like, booking reason why... ACH and Air Fox, just because, hey, it's going to be a fucking awesome match to put ACH and Air Fox in the the ring for 30 minutes, let's do it, you know? Behind AIW are doing a very, very... very Yeah, and like I said, we're not, I think these are just dudes that we support and we we want you to support them as well. Anyone listening to this, we want you to support these guys because these are people who deserve your support. These people deserve your money, okay? So... Please, just July 1st on DVD when it comes on Smartmark or AI Wrestling, support the indies and buy it. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm acting like this is like a, the, like a, like a telethon, like, <laughs> the, like the WVIA telethon here. But, but, but I'm passionate about this, but I'm passionate about this promotion. Thing. At That's the, the end thing. of the day, like the guys that run AI Dub, you're good guys and they deserve it. We're like guys like Gabe and Sal, honestly, are scumbags and really don't discourage your money because they're very scummy in what they do. But they do put on a good wrestling product with Evolve and AI Wrestling got straight you out know? of Compton out less than a week later. And yet they can't get it. They, they don't. These people don't have the fucking business foresight to get a DVD from January out in time. Okay, so tell me about that. Like, so if you're gonna if you're gonna pirate shit, pirate the fucking Gabe Sapolsky promotions <laughs> and buy the AIW shows. How about that? here? here. <laughs> so, Tom Richards, 
and I will be there July 1st, and uh, look forward to seeing a bunch of people there, I guess, and uh, to me, good. So, Save yourself time and money and skip PWS altogether. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> PWS, we recorded a podcast on Friday that was uh, a little bit out there, yeah, so we're, I'm going to piece some of that together, and we're, we're, we might throw it on the end of the, either this podcast or the next podcast. We were really all fucked up, and it was really... Sloppy mess. It was a night of drinking. Who, the show? No, no, the three of us. Oh, I thought you meant the show. Well, the show was as well. <laughs> the show was terrible. Was, That's it, why it, we got so fucked it, up because the show was so fucking terrible. It was kind of like symbolism that we were fucked up because yeah. that show was pissed up too. So. <laughs> and I just thought it was such a mess. I thought it was Tom all wanted. Our standards to yeah. Put out. So, but if 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 it just cuts off, if we do listen to it, that you'll know why because Tom had put the kibosh on it, yeah. and I was just like. I was just agreeing with him. I'm it's like, funny, all right. It's funny, ironic that we were talking about a disaster show and the three of us were like disasters at yeah. three in the morning. <laughs> it was. I think it was like three o'clock in the morning until we recorded it. So that's the show. Um, and that's our show. And we really appreciate everybody for listening. And we really appreciate, again, AIW for letting us make these announcements. And we really appreciate Leonard F. Jakarson for giving us a shout out, apparently, on the uh, iPay review. So we. Cannot thank yeah, you enough. Our boy and Leonard Chikar is a class act, man. If whenever you buy a ticket at Chikar, he's the guy working the door. Say hello to him. Doesn't get better than just guys one of like the. It's one of the best guys, one of the nicest guys, and one of the yes, and one of the hardest working guys in the Indies too. Again, we're not saying this because he's our friend. We're saying this because it's the goddamn truth. That guy works his ass off. He might not be in the ring working his ass off, but he's the one that's putting on the show. He's the one that helps put on the show, working his ass off, and. They do a great job, and Chikaro just was a hell of a show, and we got a little shout-out on the, on the iPay review, so that's really cool, and that's something I'm just super grateful for, so I, I really, really appreciate it. So anyone listening who might have just uh, heard from us from that from that little plug, we, we sincerely appreciate it. Uh, we're back in Conchhock, and we're ready to uh, send these guys back to Wilkes-Barre, so we really appreciate everybody for listening, like we've said, and yeah. we'll be back. Um, I'm going to be back soon with Tim Dons. Tom will probably be with me, remember, you can try to do it on Skype to where we're going to call him, we're going to try to see if we can do a three-way, I haven't really set up the three-way thing on Skype yet, we'll so I'm right. hoping, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it, uh, we'll get it fixed up sooner or later, there's a, I'm a, I could figure it out, I, I think, so we'll have Tim Donston sooner or later, and I think we're going to talk about, um, a bunch of stuff, yeah, we're going to talk about the hair versus mask match, yeah. talk about Absolution 7, talk about a whole bunch of things. Always a good time when you talk to Tim Dons, one of the best in the business right now in terms of just young guys, just young, hungry guys ready to fucking break out into just superstardom. So that's the show. And again, just check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Mike Twitter. Mike Tom presents. I don't, speaking of people who update the website, I think I need to take some of my own advice and uh, update the website <laughs> myself. Do we still have a Facebook page? I remember Mike and Tom presents at a Facebook yeah. page. We need to start start updating that. Too. Yeah, maybe we do that too. Because it's easier for people to find the podcast on a Facebook. Well, plus yeah, Tom Green doing the Facebook page, and Tom Green's one of those guys who fucking updates these, you know, things every like half hour. With well, I'm sure shit. he hasn't forgot his password to the Facebook page. <laughs> we can get yeah. it. Up. Oh, you <laughs> I missed the turn. It's all. Oh, good. it's oh, yeah, all Mike good. at Mike vs Philly at the Tom Richards at Mike Tom presents. And, uh, That's our Twitters. Uncle Mike doesn't have a Twitter, unfortunately. If he did, it w- it'd be... Yeah, Mike at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the show, and uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again real soon.